Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Game On Blockchain, your comprehensive guide to all things going on in the blockchain gaming space. Now, I'm very thrilled to have with me a, a regular to a good number of our Blockchain Gamer Connects panels and talks, a seasoned veteran of the gaming space and the proud founder of Reality Clash, which is working on a series of launches across across the world at this sort of point, over in several countries I think, but I think who better to really talk about these sort of things than the man himself? I bring you Tony Pierce. Tony Pierce, welcome. Hey, James. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. Thanks. Excellent. I've got to say, <laughs> when um, when you introduced me, um, thank you very much for the for the very kind introduction. Um, but uh, I am the co-founder, along with my partner Walton Rungard, who's actually the man, the brains behind the product, who came up with this idea of an augmented reality combat game almost three years ago. Nice. And uh, Morton, um, my partner, he's based out in Copenhagen and actually is is now really dealing mostly with the, um, the blockchain side of things and um, the marketplace and, uh, and, and running that side, whereas I'm really focused on the mobile game part of it. Fantastic. So it's like a good mixture of best of both worlds in that sort of sense. So integrating blockchain into a a really commanding sort of area of the gaming industry. Yeah, well, it's, it's quite interesting how um, Reality Clash started because initially you know, the idea behind it was simply um, an augmented reality mobile combat game. Um, that's That was the idea, and, and it was a fantastic idea three years ago, but the issue three years ago was it physically couldn't be done. You know, the, the technology in the handset wasn't there. You know, AR Kit and AR Core from um, you know, Google and Apple hadn't come out then and also um it was pre-pokemon go this idea so the, the 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 risk there was how do you tell millions of people that you can go out onto the street and and use the camera in your phone to to play a game so you know morton's idea three years ago could not be done literally and then it's amazing um how quickly progress has happened because you know, in that time pokemon go came out which solved the issue around teaching people how to play augmented reality games and um, the technology in the handsets has just been incredible in terms of what you can now do with AR. So, so when we started to put the game design together, you know, it was it was using technology that had just come out, and um, and even now the game itself literally changes every month to keep itself up to date with the tech. And um, what was interesting was the blockchain area side and buying weapons which could then be traded and tokenized on the blockchain was never really part of our initial game design doc. That whole area came out because we decided to do an ICO. And we were one of the first mobile games companies to to do an ICO over two and a half years ago. So it was, you know, just that, that it was before the massive hype. So we got in there with an exciting idea of, of selling our virtual currency at a discount um, to investors who could then, you know, come on and, and get access to these exclusive weapons. And the ICO went um, went crazy. Um, we got a huge community of followers. And so so that opened up this whole blockchain area for us because suddenly we had our own we had our own token, our own crypto token, and it's called a, an RCC, a reality clash coin. 
And um, so we started looking at you know, how do we how do we implement this part into the mobile game? How does it work together? And uh, again, at the time, it was something quite groundbreaking. It, it, it had never been done before. So we, we focused on, on on the on the game first, which was always the idea. And then Moulton sort of uh, uh, self-focusing or, or looking at how we can take um, digital assets uh, into the mobile game and allow people to um, to buy them on our website and import them into the game. And uh, first started this, the only, I suppose the only protocol out there was an ERC-20. So so we ha- so we use that with the Ethereum blockchain. And even since then, you know, you've now got ERC-721s and 1155s and there's new blockchains coming out as well, um, which are quicker. So, so actually we do have an announcement, which I can tell you as an exclusive, James, is the fact that we, uh, if you go onto our website now, you'll actually notice that the marketplace is under maintenance. And the reason being, and just so your listeners know, the marketplace is where you can trade our weapons and people are buying them from the armory store and then putting them in the marketplace um, and, and reselling them. And it's under maintenance now because we are uh, moving them all from an ERC-20 tokenized item to an ERC-721. And, and and relaunching them next week. So any person that has bought a weapon from us will find that it's now a 721 version, which allows us to do a number of things, or the user a number of things. One is they can now take that weapon and sell it in other marketplaces, you know, so it's a WAX or OpenSeas or any of these new marketplaces that are appearing. And secondly, as we start to either develop new games or license our platform out, you can take those weapons into other games and use them there so it's quite a big change for us or not changes it's, it's something that has has again we've never done before you know changing a, an erc20 tokenized item into an erc21 and how do you do that kind of seamlessly without annoying the users because the site literally has to be redone and then relaunched and that that's going on right now so uh, that's quite exciting for us no i'd imagine it is i mean it's it's part of a great evolution that's coming from uh, reality clash side of things because it introduces a lot more of the interoperability that people know blockchain for and i mean it goes it goes back to uh, a previous discussion i mean we don't really have that one on recording but when we spoke i think at some point last year and we were talking about just how this created a stratified sort of system for gaming. So between those that want to just play the mobile version and its inbuilt own version of currency versus those that really want to have their tokenized weapons and put them to use in the website-based marketplace. So in this sort of sense, it's allowing it to evolve to become far more internationalized on the digital market sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the... I do kind of look at these as, as two products now that, that can combine. I mean, the mobile phone game, you know, users could download that on the App Store and never even know that there is a, a, a website that sells different tradable weapons. I might not even care, to be honest. And, and, and exactly the same way as we have a lot of people now buying weapons on our website that are purely speculated and, and using it as a trading platform and probably don't care about the mobile phone game. You know, you could use both completely separately. And that's that's quite interesting watching that mechanic develop. 
Yeah, it really does take us into a little bit of a deeper conversation because I know that in talks both at Blockchain Games Next as well as at, in Blockchain Gaming Connects in Helsinki and London, there have been continued discussions as to the kind of relationship that various kinds of players have within the game and the importance of them to the ecosystem. And I know that whales are one of the big influencers for these kind of games in order to give an intrinsic or a higher level of intrinsic value to different ERC-20 and 71 tokens and this is a, a nice little cocktail of both in one place yeah exactly yeah yeah but, but you know all this is at the end of the day we're trying to make this really easy for people to understand and to use and for 99 of the people out there they don't understand blockchain games and actually they don't really care they just want a really good user experience mm-hmm. so so again a a big part of the website is to make it really easy to use and actually the technology in the background shouldn't should, should, no one really needs to know about um the fact that we, we can just say look come onto our website Here, here's a weapon here's how much it is with with reality clash coins here's how you get those and by the way you don't have to go through all the exchange palaver if you don't understand that you can buy them off us directly with a credit card so again we're, we're, we're one of the first to do that and guess what you can do with this weapon you can resell it and you can put a price up and and you can start making some money from it or you can play it in the game or you can just you know just just store it and 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 just have some fun with it so it's about teaching people that the item that you bought is actually yours to do whatever you want with it you know and this is the great thing about nfts now and this this is and what i mean by nfts is is the non-fungible tokens which is what our weapons are which means each one of those is exclusive there's only one of a kind of that weapon it comes with its own serial number and actually what's quite interesting with the blockchain is we can tell right from the beginning who bought it and in years to come we can tell how many owners it's had how many headshots it's had how many people that it's 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 killed in the game you know and it comes with a whole history which is quite fun and um these nfts these these tokenized assets are owned by you the user and and to give an example, if you go into Fortnite, right, you know, if you buy their V coins or, or sort their, you know, their V cash, which you go then and buy, I don't know, hats and, and apparel with, you don't actually own that. You know, you can use it in the game or you basically just got a license from Epic to use it. You can't take that item out of the game and sell it. You can't. It's not yours. Um, it can only be used in the game. And this is the game. This is the real change in terms of what blockchain games allows you to do. When you buy an item, it is yours. It's logged on the blockchain. It's decentralized and you own it. And therefore, you can do whatever you want with it. And I think as more games come out that allow you to take an item in and out of that game, allow you to sell it to your friends. I mean, it's, it's an example. You've got kids, and they come to you and go, Dad, can I borrow £10? I want to play Fortnite. You go, I'm never going to see that £10 back. Now, when they come to me and go, Dad, can I borrow £10? I might make you 20 <laughs> that's a whole, That's a whole different thing, you know? And uh, and I think I think this just, it's just really, I think it's going to be in the next couple of years. I think, I think gamers will expect to own the item that they bought. I don't care about the blockchain part. Don't, don't understand that, don't care, but I've just bought it from this game and it's mine to do whatever I want with. And, you know, if that games company goes bust and goes under, I don't care. I still own that weapon and I can go off and play it in another game. You know, I think that's 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 pretty pretty cool. Creates a whole new relationship with between both the developer and the gamer in that yeah. there's, there's far more in the way of digital sovereignty. Because, I mean, even before V-Bucks were a thing on Fortnite, you, you had this with every single 
game that was out there from the likes of World of Warcraft, RuneScape, and even like the Grand Theft Auto series, where I think in GTA five, you'd have like millions of dollars that you could buy using credit card on something like Xbox Live. And yeah, you're exactly right. You will not see that money back. There is no other intrinsic value other than just using it within the game. Whereas something like this, there's far more digital sovereignty to the user and they can flip on any number of marketplaces and yeah turn a profit on it it's it's one of the things that blockchain really has as it's one of its trump cards i think across centralized gaming now i think i think we'd we'd initially kind of dwelled on i delved into this slightly but i think it's it's one of the ways in which reality clash was kind of running ahead of the curve i mean from its ico that there was an emphasis on putting the blockchain in parentheses so making sure that it was it was an emphasis on the gaming experience not on the underlying blockchain technology that's being applied and it's it's incredible to see because i mean where that was seen as quite iconoclastic compared to the norm at the time where a lot of focus was put on the tech um, we're starting to see a lot more now where people are just starting to cut crypto off their off their game titles. I mean, you've had soccer manager crypto change to elite MLB crypto baseball change to MLB champions. It's, it's one of those gratifying things to know that you were in one of the first innovators of, uh, in that kind of way, isn't it? Yeah. But, but you know, the, the market is still tiny, right? For, yeah. If you look at, I mean, just look at, here's an, here's some example. If you look at the amount of people with crypto wallets in the world, there's probably, I think last I read, there's 25 million, 30 million people that actually have a crypto wallet that stores Bitcoins or Ether or any type of crypto. You know, that that's, tiny in the scale of things i mean if you think um there's two and a half billion gamers out there yeah like if one percent of that market one percent of two and a half billion convert to games crypto tokens that will double the amount of crypto wallets in the world right now one percent is pretty achievable that you know out of that whole market that will that will double the amount of wallets i mean that that's quite incredible to think about it so so you know i i i truly believe that as games become just become more tokenized and, and and people are more comfortable with online transactions and virtual currency you know we could see a 400 500 percent increase in in crypto wallets in the next two to three years so if you if there's 25 million now let's say you have 150 million wallets with games tokens in them that's still only six percent or five percent of the two and a half billion gamers you know this this, this market is still tiny right and, and and we only need to get one or two games that make it seamless for people to play that that allow you to buy in-game assets that you can then sell and they tell their mates about it and they go do you know you can go onto reality clash and you can buy a weapon and i can sell it to you and 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 i actually i I can make a profit from it or i can take it into another game that word of mouth that 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 way of just talking about it you know could spread like wildfire but at the moment it's still tiny because i think people just people just put blockchain and crypto together you know it they they look at it just purely speculate or they look at it just as bitcoins right and purely speculating because there's no product there's no real utility that they can use any of these things in and i think the games will be or games will be the first proper utility that you can use virtual currency stroke tokenized crypto tokens in where people can start buying this stuff and they don't care about the blockchain bit and it's up it's the games developers that need to make the ui simple and if we can't no one else can that's for sure exactly yeah and it's it's one of those stepping stones for 
allowing this mass adoption to happen. And I, I am certainly of the opinion that with the sort of network effect or the potential for network effect that things like NFTs have within blockchain games, it's something that can spread with an incredibly rapid pace. But I think I mean, games, games will absolutely be the catalyst for blockchain mass adoption, mm. 100%. You know, and it, and it, and it's quite amazing when you look into the market right now. So, in-game digital revenue, and that's buying V bucks and all this kind of stuff, is a hundred billion dollar market today. Right, it's massive. You know, you go in, ninety-nine percent of games are free now, but you buy in-game stuff with virtual currency, right? But today, there's fifty million dollars worth of games tokens traded every twenty-four hours on crypto exchanges. Fifty million a day today in a market that is tiny. So that little one percent of this market are, are spending fifty million dollars a day trading games tokens, right? And imagine what that's going to be in in two or three years' time. It'll be a multi-billion-dollar industry. One hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the market cap of gaming cryptocurrencies now is you know one point six billion, and that, and as more games come out, the higher that's going to get, and therefore more trading will happen, and more people will come across it, and more games will come out, and 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 it, it will start a snowball effect. I don't think that's going to be around. Um, no, it's going to take two to three years for this to happen. This is going to happen tomorrow. But the numbers today are still pretty impressive in terms of tokens being traded on exchanges in a in a very in a in a market that you know, as I say, could potentially be just enormous. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we've seen with talks. I think during Blockchain Game Connects in Helsinki, we had um, for a pocket gamer or a PC gamer track. We had one of the guys from Unity talking about the amount of microtransactions that take place within this free to game free-to-play gaming model and they said it was i think it was less than 10 percent. but if you if you consider that in contrast to the amount of money already being drawn in by crypto games or like blockchain games in this sort of sense it's the amount of people that are engaging in those kind of transactions within that space is nearly 100 percent. so if you would amplify that through network effect and through improved ui and ux then that is going to be a massive market in its own right. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Going back to the, the the notion of mass adoption, I think from what you're seeing, the sort of progress and developments over this first quarter of 2019, I mean, in the past, we we discussed previously about the, the kind of time frame that we'd be looking at for mass or heading towards mass adoption. Has your has your estimate of when that would happen changed much since compared to last year? Um guys, it's I think it's I think in terms of the the technology with you know, new blockchains coming through, like Tron and EOS making it quicker, new different uh, protocols around ERC-20s, 721s, and blah, blah, blah. I think that's a lot quicker than I ever imagined. You know, one of the, one of the big issues last year for us, you know, and, and anyone that used the Ethereum blockchain was that it, it got, was very slow and very clunky if there were lots of transactions going on. And, um, you know, CryptoKitties proved that when they almost took the Ethereum blockchain down, right, when, when that um, uh, happened. Um, so I think that side of things has has sped up a lot quicker than I imagined. People fixing that problem, and I'm sure um, you know the Ethereum blockchain will will become much quicker. And I'm sure the guys down there are building something that's gonna that's gonna be even faster this time next month. Um, so so I'm really pleased the way that's going. 
who knows what's going to happen in the next six months? I mean, this market is moving so fast. That's the worrying thing about it. Now, but I, I just hope the technology doesn't. I hope I, I hope it all converts into making the UI really easy for users. That, that's the that's the problem. So we we're always catching up and trying to do the the, the best thing for the game to make it easier for people to understand. Um, but I, you know, the, the the key thing is not to make it too complicated. Oh yeah, certainly. I mean, over fifty years ago, I think there was a guy, Harold Wilson, the uh like one of the old prime ministers, you said you talked about the white heat of technology. And I think, um, I don't know what kind of heat comes after white heat, but that would epitomize blockchain and the kind of rapidity in which it's progressing. But yeah. I kind yeah. of wanted to, I kind of want to jump back onto like one of the other challenges that blockchain games face. So, I mean, along with creating the landscape that is necessary in order for enhancing UI and UX. I mean, one of the continuing issues that we face with any kind of project that is looking for funding is the the matter of investment. Now, with Reality Clash, I mean, you, you said yourself that the ICO began over the course of 2017 and hit the sweet spot right there. But yeah. I, I just wanted to kind of go over with you the, what kind of challenges that blockchain game titles face when trying to obtain investment for taking their project further down the roadmap. Yeah, it, so it's really hard. Um, as there's no <coughs> VCs right now, um, this market isn't big enough for them. Um, for for the for the big established VCs, you know there isn't there isn't the the, the scale right now that um, that they would um, invest in basically. And secondly, you know a lot of the big VCs um, that, that they need proof that um, there's there's a market there and it's still too small. So so going down a, a, an established VC route, we're trying to raise funding with a. For a blockchain game, I think is in, is very difficult right now, but there are smaller VCs that are coming out that are just focused on um, blockchain style products, um, smaller amounts of, of money um, than, than than the bigger ones, but really understand and believe in it. And I think I think that's that's one of the issues is I, I talk to um, a lot of investors. And some of them just don't get it. Some of them either they just aren't in this space, and therefore um, they they need to, we need to prove it to them. <laughs> you know, the word venture um, doesn't doesn't exist in this market. So that they, they they need um they need to see some they need to see the big guys coming like the EAs and the Activisions and stuff, and they need to see a massive hit, and then I think they start taking it. Um, then you'll start to see the the twenty thirty million investments to scale a game up um, so I think you need to go to if you're looking for sort of between um, one to, to five million I think there are VCs out there that are looking at that kind of ticket price for blockchain products not necessarily games and they really do believe in in this market in the future but getting anything more than that I think is is, is tough right now um, you know you need to show that there's revenue coming in you need to show scale of users you need to show that you know this thing can go 10x in the next um in the next couple of years now i'm a big believer in that but there's there's no one that's actually proved it yet so it's not an easy easy thing to do and then, and then of course you've got the the ico collapse so that's practically zero now so i think the ico market is completely dead um 
<coughs> and uh, then you have um, STOs, which is the security token offering coming through, um, which is very interesting um, in terms of how that works. Uh, I don't, I don't think I've come across a game that's done an STO yet, but that market's still quite new, and I think perhaps that's worth looking at. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't delved into that yet myself. Yeah, I have to admit, I mean, there's been there's been only a couple of examples that I can find of companies that have delved into the world of uh, security token offerings. I mean, one of the recent examples was um, Planet Digital Partners, but even then they were they were primarily fixated upon games publishing. And going back to the the prospect of venture capital, it is it is one of those ways in which blockchain games really have to kind of find their own tree in that sort of sense because you've got those VCs that are more friendly or have a friendlier approach towards blockchain game titles. I mean, we had um, Block One, uh, one of the guys, Tamar Churchhouse, who expressed a, a good amount of optimism, albeit cautious optimism, towards what blockchain game titles or projects need to do in order to be seen as a lucrative investment. Yeah. No, as I say, there are um, some VCs that are just focused on blockchain products, you know, um, but the, the, the more established, well-known ones, I, I think if you go to them with a blockchain game right now, I think you'd struggle to raise funding. I just don't think there's, there's enough proof in the market yet. Yeah, the, it's one that is still kind of devoid of its real use cases, but I mean, but you know it's, it's quite it's quite interesting. So you know you can go. This is kind of where it annoys me because you can you can go to a, an invest, a VC with a complete startup um, that is you know I don't know and another Deliveroo as an example, and it, and here's the addressable market size, and you know this is what this business can be worth, and you could probably raise some money against it. You know we we've got. Um, a product, you know, we've got a, a game that has a huge addressable market size. Just look at what Pokemon Go has done. You know, so the revenues that that game still brings in is quite incredible. Um, and and therefore, people like AR games. You know, you've got the new Harry Potter game coming out. This will be massive. Um, you know, so, so there's a lot of big... IP that's going into augmented reality games. So, you know, I think if we went, if we ju- if we were just to focus on that and go to an investor and go, look, we've got this great um, combat game, you know, we'd probably raise money on that. But you know, I, I and that, but if I went to an investor and said, look, I've got a a a, a an NFT uh, non fungible token trading platform where you can buy digital assets and trade them with friends and people and and make some money and this is a game changer. I think I'd struggle to raise money just on that. And yet, I think that is the most exciting side of our business. I generally think in the next, um, you know, three, four years time, that's part of our business will be worth a fortune if we get this right. I mean, even in this small market, you know, we've, we've sold over 5,000 guns, 5,000 weapons that are tokenized on the blockchain on our, on our store, on our website, and the game hadn't even come out. Now, the trades that are going on are quite incredible on people that actually understand this. Now, we've had 750,000 Reality Clash coins spent in our store. Right? When you actually look at the numbers and you look at the graph and you look at how, how it's increased in a very short space of time, I'm a firm believer that this stuff will be massive. You know, I'm seeing it. But you go to an investor and you go to a VC and go, look at this. They go, it's still too small. You know, that, you know we need... We need <laughs> we need millions in revenue. You know, this isn't millions yet. So, I don't know. I kind of find it a bit frustrating, but you know, that's just the way it is right now. 
Well, yeah, it, it's completely understandable, and it's it's unfortunate because. I think with VC funds and um, VC investors, I think from speaking to a couple of other game developers, they they have a particularly well. Some of them have a older perspective and view on even the gaming industry, which has proven itself time and time again. So it's it stands to reason that they would have the same sort of and increased aversions towards something like blockchain, where they have to kind of wrap their heads around it in a more considerable fashion they had to with the gaming industry. So, I mean, one of the other things I did want to talk about, because we've, we've not seen so much in the way of security token offerings. There's, there's not so much in the way of seed capital going to these kind of companies, but I mean, we have seen a a good amount of accelerated programs, some funds that are coming up. I mean, we've had uh, Tron Arcade with its hundred million dollars. We've had uh, Forte very recently as well with uh, blockchain games next. And even then they have, you have to have a considerably mature product before you can even stand to receive anything from Forte, I think. I mean, I I don't know if you'd seen, but they they need you to have an active user base of, God, I don't know if it was like 50,000 or so. Right, no, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. But I mean... It, it, one, one area that um, I think is quite interesting are the new blockchains and mm. where they have, you know, like um, Tron and EOS, you know, they, they've got... They, they want more products like ours and other games to use their blockchains. Yeah. So um, there's an opportunity to get funding from those guys. Um, and... Um, you know, they've clearly mentioned that they've got funds to invest into games that use their blockchain. So, so as I said, so the, the, I think the traditional VC route right now is, is very difficult to to get funding for a blockchain game. There are blockchain VCs, so um, you know, there's half there's, you can count them on a finger or on a hand, sorry. And um, and but there are other ways of getting it, and I think going down maybe these these blockchain routes is part of it. Yeah, I certainly agree with you. I mean, uh, over this over the last couple of weeks, we've actually seen a few examples of going down this blockchain specific route. I mean, we've had um, along with Animoca's um, really like forthcoming strategy when it comes to uh, publishing rights in Asia. I mean, we've seen a, a couple of founder sales, crowd sales, which have brought in a, a considerable amount. I mean, what's your what's your take been on the likes of Neon District's founder sale and? chain breakers have you been keeping up to date with those i have but i don't know too much about it to be honest so um i don't really want to comment but um but i like it i think the more the more the more choices out there the better right yeah certainly i mean um what, what's your individual take on like initial item offerings or these sort of item sales do you, do you find it to be something that can be used as a like a holistic take on gaining capital for a a particular blockchain gaming title? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, you're talking about like like a pre-sale almost, like selling stuff up front. Yeah, that's right. So like exclusive skins or items? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's, that, yes, I think that's a, a, a very cool way. Um, I mean, that's kind of similar to what we did. You know, we we offered our token, we offered our currency in, a, in the ICO for, for our investors to come in early to buy exclusive products. You know, so... Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, yes, I do believe in that. Yeah, because I mean, I, I do have to say, I mean, it's been great to see the sort of 
progress that those sort of companies have been seeing. I mean, it's it's been interesting because we've seen a bit of a mixed take. We've had um, we've had Neon District that, with its founder sale, they've generated an absolute ton of interest from their waiting list, and I think um, over the course of the weekend they managed to accrue about I think it was fifty eight thousand in terms of uh, transactions on Ethereum, according to its. Um, according to transaction history on the Explorer. And then you had uh, Brenny Schmidt, who I was speaking to from uh, Chainbreakers, which is the virtual reality gaming platform on Decentraland. I think they managed to reach about 100,000. God, I don't know whether or not it was 100,000 man or $100,000. But they were they had an interesting approach to it. They were, they were using it along with approaching VCs and potential investors to say just how much of a, a crowd swell they have. So yeah. it'd be interesting all, to see that. All this is great news for our industry. And, you know, we've just got to keep presenting this to investors because then, you know, the more of this that starts to happen, you know, when you're getting, you know, nearly 50, 40, if you say 58,000 um, transactions in a weekend, well, again, that, that, that in games terms is tiny but it's a it's another milestone for blockchain gaming right now that fifty eight thousand in 12 months time will be five hundred eighty thousand, and then it's a market that, that is starting to you know really starting to scale and i think uh, larger vcs will start to look at this as, a, as an interesting space um so, so the more of this stuff that happens the more that we can start announcing growth and 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 other milestones the better and that's you know that's why um you know, with Reality Clash, you know, we just want to keep announcing that we've we've sold more and we're bringing in more and we're changing because that that just that just helps everyone. I think it absolutely does. I mean, it it goes to show that there's a there's a new kind of relationship that there is growing between the developer and the player, one that is a lot more responsive and a lot more interactive to whatever it is the yeah. user's looking for. Yeah. Or one thing, one more of a general question I wanted to kind of uh, ask you as well is what your kind of predictions are because we've we've emerged from this whole uh, bearish market. It's going to be massive. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been a cruel winter. But I mean, um, are you talking about on the on the crypto side? Oh yeah, on the crypto side, and uh, I think with to a certain degree, we've seen a little bit of a bounce back for like games tokens. But I mean, what, what's your perspective on 2019 so far? I mean, you know, it it was a shocking um, experience to watch how the market collapsed so 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 quickly. I think we all knew that there was a bubble and it was it was going to burst at some point. I think um, I think what surprised me was it continued going down for such a long time. And but the the key thing was it didn't go to zero, right? So it's it, it kind of stopped at a point where I'm talking about bitcoins or ether price. It kind of stopped at a point which um showed the the true market size. But you know in these bear markets what what it does it, I think it's quite a good thing. It clears out all the speculators and all the people that just got in to make money and that's when great things start getting built right you, the people that are left in it are the proper engineers and, and that really want to make a, a, a proper utility and a product using the blockchain and um and that's what we're seeing and i think i think we've we've hit uh, in my view i think we've hit bottom and in fact you've just seen it starting to rise again um over the last week or so you know, bitcoin's gone back over five thousand um and um and we're starting to see 
utilities and products come out where you can actually go and use cryptocurrency in them. And I think that's when you'll start to see this this, this market start to rise again. But so, so I think I think one way it's a good thing it cleared out all the rubbish. Um, it, it, it it's, it's horrible to see if you've had bitcoins and ether, but um, you're starting to see some great products appear, and the market will turn. I've no doubt that you know this is um, this is a space that will get back to the prices that it was again in the next couple of years. Yeah, I completely agree. As utility grows, so too will the value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but it's not. It's not. It's, not, it's no longer just a, a speculative market. There's a reason to go and get these these tokens and coins, and you know, I think, I think, um, I think one of the issues with with tokens um, is how you go and buy them. That's I think the exchanges. I think there's a big problem with exchanges right now. I think. Um, I think users struggle to find the token and, and that they want to buy, and then when they do find the token, um, the 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 palaver you have to go through if it's on a new exchange with setting up a wallet and KYC and all that just puts people off. And the, and the exchanges do nothing to promote your token. You know, you're just one one of a list of a thousand in a drop down. You know, with three letters in front of it. You know, there's nothing going. You know, this token belongs to this utility. You know, this is how you use it and, and to promote that particular particular product. And I think I think you're going to start seeing exchanges that are just focused on particular verticals. I mean, even if you go to Binance, right, and you get and you you click on their tokens, there's a bath. I don't know. It feels like there's a thousand in a list that drop down. Well, I bet I bet. I bet you actually, James, probably know ten percent of those. I bet the most people won't even will just recognise BTA. Will just recognise bitcoins. You know what are all the others for? There's no explanation, and and I think I think to get the mass adoption, you need people need help with what the token belongs to and where to get it and how to make it easy. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, um, I think it's interesting, like to those listening to this as well in, in the future, uh, that Morton, uh, your the co-founder as well, is has written a piece about this. Yeah, sort exactly. Of collaboration yeah. that's needed. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, and and his piece is exactly right. You know, there's we're trying to make this seamless you know we're trying to make a product where you know it's fun to use game first always it's fun to use it, it you know it, it's great it's exciting and um and and this is how you get our tokens um and you know we send you to to exchanges that have accepted our token we'll get any that's the other thing get, getting exchanges to take a token um one the bigger guys charge way too much right and, mm. and when i say way too much I mean millions of dollars to get your token um, listed on their exchange, and, the, and for every exchange, we'll ask for some listing fee. So even the smaller ones want two or three bitcoins. Well, that's ten thousand dollars. Okay, so what are you going to do for my ten thousand dollars when when you list my coin? Nothing. It's just going to be in a drop down. Okay, so what's the liquidity of your exchange? How many people are you going to get um, buying and selling my token? No idea. <laughs> well. Why am I spending, you know, ten thousand dollars to get my coin listed when you're going to do nothing to promote it, and um, and the liquidity on your exchange is, is almost zero? So so what's the point? And 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 you know that that's just it's just annoying that you're fighting against this 
all the time. And so the bigger exchanges will go, well, show, show me as your coin, what's the, um, what's the liquidity on your coin right now? How many is, how many is being traded? You go, well, not many because the bigger exchanges won't take it because to take it, you need to pay a lot of money or, or you need to show that it's being traded. Well, I can't show that it's being traded because the small exchanges have poor liquidity and you're stuck in this big circle of, of, of you know, catch 22 all the time. So hence why you kind of go, you know what, sod a lot of you, I'm going to sell my coins on my own website for a credit card. But I'm going to, and, 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 and just make it easier for users to buy it. I'm going to charge a premium on my website because I don't want to undercut what, what an exchange is selling it for. So we have an API into an exchange and we put 20% on top, but we're going to save you all that hassle of trying to find it and opening an account and all this kind of stuff. So I, I, I just, I think there's a big, there's a big problem with, um, with the way that token owners are treated by exchanges, unless you are one of the big guys. And, and therefore, I think you're going to find more. I think you're going to find exchanges that are just focused around particular verticals. So you know, you'll find you'll get a re, you'll get a, a, an exchange that's focused on fintech tokens. You'll get an exchange that's focused on real estate tokens. You'll get an exchange that's focused on games tokens, and and and, and that that will add value to the to the vertical that you're in because users will go to that particular exchange because they know what the token's for. It would certainly benefit projects in order for there to be this digital diversification of digital assets that we want to see because, I mean, to, I mean, to the discussion that Morton had on that post and this one right here, it's one of the things that does definitely set a precedent is the fact that, yeah, it is. It's incredibly unwieldy to go through these digital asset exchanges or like coin exchanges in order to find these tokens. And one of the, a couple of the examples that we have seen of this disaffection towards these exchanges and the way they treat blockchain game projects, we've seen the likes of MLB champions that have started just doing the payments through their website as well. And it's it's understandable. There needs to be more of a streamlining in order yeah. to allow these games to get their fair exposure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So again, we go back to user experience. How do we make this easy for a user? And buying them from, buy, you know, it's the same as any, it's the same as any game. You're buying virtual currency. Um, you either buy it through the app stores or you buy it with a credit card on a website. Um, or with, the difference between our virtual currency is that it's a, it's a crypto token, which actually has, which goes up and down in value depending on how the market is trading it. So, so you know, you have to work with an exchange if you want the value of your coin to go up. But on the other hand, you want to sell your tokens, and if they can't, if they don't want to take them, then you've got no other choice than to start putting them on on and to start selling it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's certainly something that there's going to be a make or break lesson that needs to be learned about these this kind of relationship that there is between gaming tokens and exchanges. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to watch over the over the next twelve months. Um, yeah, certainly from our side. It's yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting from our side as well. I mean, it's yeah, Tony. It's been fantastic speaking to you as well. It's it's been great catching up because it's been a bit yeah. of time. I did wonder. Um, the, the final question I had is: uh, Are there any kind of launch dates that are we can expect over the next? Like yes, so there's there's lots of things happening on our side. Uh, so um, talking about the mobile game itself, so that's uh, soft launch now in half a dozen smaller territories. Um, the reason we soft launch a game is because 
Um, like with any, most games companies will soft launch and test in certain countries to get feedback from users. Um, again, it's fixing bugs that appear and just generally um, tightening the game up before you before you put big marketing behind it before you go into the bigger territories. And with with Reality Clash, you know, it's it's using incredible technology that that uh, you know is server based. So when I go into into battle with you, you know, and I press, I want to challenge. Um, I might not even I want to challenge James or whatever you call yourself in the game. You know, we send a connection to your phone that goes, you've now got a challenge from Tony. Do you want to accept it? When you accept it, you know, it's it's now server-based because you're now um, attaching two phones together and uh, and the AR world appears and you appear as an avatar. So if you turn left, your avatar turns left. If you jump, your avatar jumps. Now, you could be two and a half miles away, but... The servers will pick you up doing exactly what you're doing in real time, and um, and that's very different from Pokemon Go, where you know you walk along and you're you've got the camera and you see a Pokemon and you see that in augmented reality. With us, it's it's a t- it's you're walking along and then you're going to combat with someone that is that is could be two miles away. And the servers are connecting you together and watching what you're doing. Now, when you've got thousands of concurrent users doing that, that's something that we've not been able to test. So with a soft launch, we can test when, you know, three or four hundred people play it in one go, the effect that that has on our servers and what we need to do to expand and increase those so that you get no latency. And without going into too much complex, that's why we soft launch it. So um, we've had we've had some really, really good feedback. Um, we've made a lot of changes. We've made things better again. And the UK launch is due out um, uh, middle of April. Um, so only in a couple of weeks. And again, that will be uh, that will be our first major major territory um, in terms of English speaking. And um, we'll have a, a, a marketing campaign around that, which will push a lot of users and then we look to um launch in the u.s in the summer so that's that's and and then we go to the rest of the world um at that point so i think the the big milestone for us in terms of launch is the uk in a couple of weeks and then on the on the trading platform side um on the nft side we release a brand new really slick looking um platform um again in a couple of weeks it all comes together um so all the tokens will be now 721s um there's a whole new dashboard area for you that really explains the trading side and you get rewards and and you know it it really is a massive upgrade that we've been working on for months now so so a couple of pretty big things coming out and we're we're launching a whole set of new weapons in fact if you go onto the the current website if you go into the armory um, we've got a whole new set of uh, weapons which have uh, new skins on them which are flags of certain countries so you can now buy a a Union Jack skin and a USA skin and a Russian skin and and, um, they're starting to sell pretty well so um, you know we've got a whole new roadmap of of guns coming through so uh, yeah it's exciting times lots going on I'm genuinely looking forward to some of those developments especially the UK launch I've been waiting on tenterhooks for a bit of time on that one but (laughs) But I always always say that um, you know the the launch right now is still an MVP Right. This is this is this is the beginning of a long roadmap of fun stuff. You know, there, there's there's a roadmap that we've got coming through this year, um, which have 
you know, really exciting missions that we send you on in the in the city. You know, even down to like a paintball mission where you go and get a flag and bring it back to your camp. Um, you know, without getting um, uh, going into combat and losing it. You know, there's there's a lot more fun things coming through. So this this is you know the, the UK launch is certainly not the finished product. It will get better and better as as things go on. <laughs> fantastic to hear it but uh, Tony it's been fantastic speaking to you again it's been great it's been great catching up alright James thanks a lot absolute pleasure I hope you have a good rest of your day alright cheers alright take care and last but certainly not least I'd like to thank all of you for listening out on Game On Blockchain if you'd like to learn more about the latest news developments including features and interviews do feel free to stop by at www.blockchaingaming.biz and feel free as well to find out the latest information about Blockchain Gaming Connects in its track in Seattle as well as Blockchain Gaming Connects that's coming to Hong Kong until then for all things blockchain make it Game On Blockchain